BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hey guys, welcome back to the I Love You So Much podcast with me, Kenzie Elizabeth, and my producer, Taylor. Back again in the studio, volume I don't even actually what episode is this number I think it's we're in our 40s I think wow congratulations on that that's a big one I someone asked me the other day and they were like how because they thought I'd had the podcast for years and I was like no like there's no way it's at four oh my gosh no it definitely wow one year I was listening to Dak Shepard's like one year thing they did like best of the year or whatever but that's like overwhelming. I wouldn't even be able to like think about it. Yeah, you're approaching the year in in July in September. Yeah, in September. Late wow. September. That's crazy, actually. Wow, wild. Oh my gosh. Well, I actually just got back from San Diego again. I've gone twice in the past month. And I went with we'll we'll call her TK for the purpose of like there's just two tailors. It's just so confusing. It's really Taylor, the producer, Taylor, my best friend, Taylor. There's so many Taylors involved. It gets very confusing for all of us. We know we get it. So it's actually her birthday today as well. But TK and I went to La Jolla this weekend with her family. It was literally like full on cheaper by the dozen. Like, that's how I felt. Have you seen that movie? The one that's with Steve Martin, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I, I, that's, that's a classic. Oh, yeah. No, the whole time we were making jokes and we'd be like, beat the Murtaugh's. <laughs> and like, we went kayaking. We went on this hike. It was just like a true family vacation. Like, it was just good. It you was were doing push ups in the hotel room also. Oh, I yeah. was watching the stories. Oh, yeah. They, the boys. Well, it's funny too because, okay, have we, we've definitely told you about the whole 307 thing, right? I don't, it doesn't sound familiar. Okay, so Taylor. Which it's funny now because I finally have come around. Taylor and I made this realization this weekend. Like I used to be into like my type, not by choice. It was just what, how it happened was tortured souls. And then I've slowly come around to liking the guys that like Taylor also likes, like that I used to make fun of her for. So like we're moving in like a positive direction. But basically at 307, you have to go to her Instagram, actually go to 307 guys Instagram because we like she just made one and it's it's literally the best thing ever. But I was making fun of her like a year and a half ago for these guys that she likes because they're like the classic Midwest boys. They like I literally said this. The definition that's on there is really funny. And I just like said it randomly one night. Basically. They have 307 Instagram followers. They have like 10 photos uh, ranging from like 2012. It's like Mother's Day prom, their junior prom. They have like sepia Instagram filters. Like they edit with the Instagram filters. And like, they're just like a good old like Midwest Southern boy, whatever. They have to be over six foot. Like it's this whole thing. So anyways, she finally, like, I don't know why all of a sudden it kind of became a thing again. Because we've talked about it for like a year and a half. But now, I just don't think we realize the potential behind 307s. Like, we always knew it was funny. And we would always be like, oh, 307. And it's like our code. But now it's really caught on. Like, 
Josh Peck is on the whole like 307 thing. Like he like knows what 307s are. So like it's really it's really caught on. So her brother is like a classic 307 and then he brought one of his college friends and he's like two a year two years younger than us. And so we were all together. So we were like going out and they had they were doing like push-ups in the hotel room and whatever. It was really fun. It's interesting. I'm looking at the Instagram account right now and it says this is a good example. 307 is a perfect term for a perfect guy because three plus seven equals 10 and they go add another zero and you get a 100%. Yes. Someone sent that into us. That was not even like the, it wasn't even on purpose. And it's funny too, because now like Taylor isn't even with a 307. Like I keep telling her, I'm like, I'm going to end up with a 307 after I was the one who made fun of you for so long. Because in my head, I kind of like was like, this is when I was in my creative boy like phase or whatever. And I also thought that they were like ignorant, so I wasn't into it. But now I know 307s who are not ignorant and they're so nice and sweet. So it's really changed my changed my perspective. I've like seen the light, whatever, you know. I'm I'm moving away from my tortured souls thing. It's been good. But people are like really into it. We're like she's literally treating it as like kind of like a bar stool TFM thing. So people are like sending things in. It's just it's so funny. Like it's so, so funny. Can I use 307 for girls? Well, we're okay. We are trying. I think we're going to do well. Okay. I think actually someone else made a page like copying Taylor's page. that was like 406 or something, but we're making like an actual girl one, but we just don't really know what that is. They should just be reversed. So it should be 703 for girls and 307 for guys. Oh yeah. I like that. Cause it's still 10 and it's still, you know, very on brand. Yeah. Just the inverse, just like the opposite of male, female. It could yes. Be good. No, that's actually amazing. It's actually, yeah, her birthday is today too. So happy birthday, TK. Well, it, two days ago now, as you guys are listening to this, but oh my gosh, Taylor, I can't say what this is on the podcast because basically I had something made for her for her birthday. I paid excessive amounts to get it like overnighted and done because it's like custom made and I only ordered it like two and a half weeks ago and it still didn't come. I'm so mad because it's literally the best birthday gift ever. So stay tuned on my Instagram because eventually when it does come in, it's there, but I'm about to go get some TK balloons. We're going to karaoke tonight. Alicia booked us both massages. I was like, I love Taylor's birthday. This is awesome. Is it a 307 stripper gram? Um, okay, well, here's the thing. We don't really know many 307s in LA, so it's, like, kind of difficult. Like, this is the issue. But we went out with, like, a bunch of, like, college boys. Like, I mean, they were not all in college. Like, they had graduated. But they knew her brother from college, whatever. And it's, like, there were so many 307s. There's a lot of 307s in San Diego, Taylor. Oh, yeah. So but what you're saying is it's a stripper gram, but it's just not a 307 stripper gram for her yeah. gift. Yeah, yeah, basically, yeah. <laughs> You it's did not, not confirm or deny. I cannot confirm nor deny. I mean, who knows? Maybe maybe it'll be on the internet. Maybe it won't be. But yeah, unfortunately, her gift did not come in today, which I literally am going to fight someone. So that is that. But basically, at the end of the day, everyone go follow this 307 guys thing because it's actually so funny and send in your things. Like, I want people to be sending in. She has an email that she hasn't even looked at, but... People to be like sending in stuff and sending like Tinder profiles, like all of it. We have some videos of people dancing in Greece, like classic 307s. Like her whole family, literally everyone is in on it. It's so funny. Taylor, how was your week? Or what did you do this weekend, actually? I was in your homeland yet again. For some reason, the weekends guys go by so fast that I always forget what I did. But I do know one thing. I'm looking forward to next weekend because it is the 4th of July and we get Thursday and Friday off. So that is a four-day weekend. Oh, that's amazing. And that's always a cause for a celebration. And that's when you should have come down to San Diego is during the during the 4th of July weekend because it's by the beach. 
Oh and yeah, no. That's you, where all the barbecues and everything happen. It's great. Do you want to hear our current Fourth of July plans? Of course. It, it's really, really causing some issues in the friend group. So I text in the group. And keep in mind, like, my, like, go-to boys, like, I would say they're fairly 307. Well, the one I'm with all the time is 307. Like, really prideful about 307s now that he knows we love 307s as well. But I just, like, assume that we're going to do something, like, I don't know, fun, festive, maybe some, like, hot dogs. Like, we're going to, like, the beach, a pool, a family barbecue even. Like, something like that. They reply that they want to watch Stranger Things because it comes out. Which I understand, like totally get it. It comes out, you're excited. Watch it on the 5th, you know, watch it like maybe later that night, like fireworks, it's the 4th of July, it's a holiday. So I think for sure when one of them says this, that the other ones are gonna have my back and be like, no, we're not doing that. Like we're literally, no, 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 Taylor, we're watching Stranger Things on the 4th of July. This is what it's come to. And any other person that I try to like drag into our drama and like tell about this so that they will like, you know, back me up as they should because I'm their friend and I'm telling them this and that it's wrong and it's not 4th of July themed. Every single one of them is like, oh my God, no, that makes sense. And they're like, can I come? I'm so mad. I'm literally so mad. So that, yeah, I guess you already have your plans in advance then. Yeah, so it's backfired on me because I really thought that I would at least have someone who was like, oh my gosh, no, let's do like a family barbecue, whatever. But no, everyone that I've told to try to like get on my side has then since invited themselves to the Stranger Things marathon. I don't even, Stranger Things is great. It's fine, but I'm not stranger. I'm not a Stranger Things fanatic. So I'm completely behind you on that. There's a time and a place for it, but I don't think it should be during that time period. Thank you. I honestly, I was telling you, I'm like, I think I watched one episode. Like I, I'm maybe I'll like fall in love with it later or something. I don't know. But like what? Also, have you seen Big Little Lies? Have I already asked you this? You asked. I have not seen it, but I'm familiar with the boards, the advertisements online. Oh my gosh. It's literally the best show ever. Besides, this is us. This is us coming back September 24th. Anyways, I just keep talking about shows, but today's episode is very, very exciting. If you guys have been a longtime follower of mine, you guys would know that I am an OG passion planner girl. Actually, in the theme of Taylor's birthday, I want to tell this story as well because I forgot to tell this story and it's a very important one in regards to passion planner. So Taylor and I go check out my Instagram post that I posted for her birthday and you'll get the background story at Kenzie Elizabeth. It's a really cute post. But basically what confirmed our friendship is we were sitting at this coffee shop in LA. It was, did you ever go to graffiti coffee shop? No. You weren't living here with no, them. Yeah, but. I was just saying, no, I've never heard of it. Okay. So it used to be where the sweet green on La Brea is like, that's where it was. But it was this coffee shop. You had to be 18 plus. There were all these rules. You had to like get Wi-Fi tickets and whatever. But it was like a really great work environment. But it was like really extreme. Like it literally, you got like carted at the door for a coffee shop. Welcome to Los Angeles. But we went there like a few days after we had met to go like work on our computers and stuff together. We both at the same time pulled out passion planners. Literally at the same time. Had no idea. And this is like, passion planners are popular for sure now, but this was like back before they like really had like hit their like, I don't want to say peak because like it's only any bigger, but before they like become more popular. So we both pulled out our passion planners and we just looked at each other and it was like a parent trap moment. Like I felt like I was Lindsay Lohan and she was also Lindsay Lohan. Like that's pretty much how I felt. So basically it solidified our friendship and it was a very big... Um, I guess it was, a, it was a big confirmation for us that we were meant to be and we're still going three years strong and here I am about to go get a massage for Taylor's birthday. God bless America. 
I love Taylor's birthday. But anyways, this episode is with Angelia. She is the CEO of Passion Planner. I absolutely love Passion Planner. If you guys are looking for a planner, this is the only one to use. I'm telling you, it's goal-oriented, list-oriented. It's just like, it's the best passion, or the, uh, the best passion, the best planner in the entire world. I went to San Diego a few weekends ago and recorded with her. So this is my first one, like not in the studio and like using all this equipment. So if it's like a little bit rough or something, um, work with me, okay? We're getting better at this. But it's an amazing episode. I love sitting down and talking with her. She's so cool. She's very chill. Like she, for someone who's like very successful and also has a TED talk, which is like very cool. Um, she's just like really relaxed and like down to earth and awesome. And it was just cool hearing her journey and like all of her stuff about rest and like how she started and fundraising, like the amount of money that they've raised at like quickly was actually insane. So if you guys have been following me for forever, you guys know how much I've been obsessed. Like at one point, my my bio on Twitter was like walking my dog and passion planning. Like I was not messing around. Absolutely obsessed. I still am obsessed. I got my entire program. Passion planner sent my entire program of like 40 kids, passion planners. Like this is a very serious thing in my life. So having her on was a very big honor and very exciting for me. So with all of that being said, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. I really enjoyed recording it and I think she's the best. They also recorded it for like their youtube channel and they have a bunch of socials if you guys are into anything that's like how you plan and all those like planner videos and planner instagrams and stuff i would definitely check out their youtube and their instagram because it's very helpful but with all that being said i hope you guys enjoy the episode all right guys really quickly i just wanted to talk to you guys about fabletics if you guys follow me on instagram follow me on literally any platform that i have listened to this podcast anything you know how obsessed i am with working out and with working out comes workout clothes and really cute workout clothes I talked about this on my episode, I think with Kinsey Burke recently, but I feel like I live in clothes like athleisure wear or like I'm either wearing my like workout clothes because I'm gonna go work out in a few hours or I just left like I I literally live in them and I love them and they can get pricey which is that's kind of an issue when you like work out all the time but Fabletics is so affordable and it doesn't like sacrifice any quality honestly some of my Fabletics leggings are like my favorite leggings that I own completely they're so incredible Fabletics was born in 2013 and co-founded by actress Kate Hudson you guys probably all know who that is i don't know about you guys but i'm so overspending 108 dollars on one pair of leggings like it's actually ridiculous and it's just really frustrating and annoying but you want to like work out and feel good and feel comfortable and confident as you're working out in your workout wear so fabletics has come to the rescue i also get asked all the time about how to get motivation to work out and honestly like you have to just do it but the thing that really inspires me is i'll just buy a bunch of really cute active wear and like i have to go work out if I'm wearing that, you know? So then I buy cute clothes and then I'm like ready to go. So if you guys even need fitness motivation, get stuff from Fabletics. So after taking a super quick 60 second style quiz, you'll receive a personalized showroom of pieces specifically catered towards your own unique style. This takes the guesswork out of what styles are best suitable for you. And right now you guys can get two leggings for only $24. That's a $99 value. But if you use my special link, again, two leggings for $24, guys, I cannot even explain how great great of a deal that is like literally leggings are typically like a hundred dollars for one pair and this deal actually does cover my personal favorite leggings the high-waisted power hold i like them in orchid smoke they're this like really cool like pinkish like orchid color so to get this amazing deal go to fabletics.com slash i love you again that is just fabletics.com slash i love you two leggings for 24 dollars is 
insane. I've said that so many times, but it is like the best deal ever. Check it out. If you guys did and you picked up anything, let us know in the secret Facebook group and we can like do little hauls on there. It'll be super fun. Okay, so let's get back to the episode. Okay, so yeah, I'm like Passion Planner's number one fan. No, I don't even know if you know this. My, you guys sent my entire program, Passion Planners. Like we like really are really, really in it. Yeah. yeah. No, I started using Passion Planner when I just, it was literally like I had just moved to LA. I was staying with my cousin waiting to move into my apartment. Mm-hmm. And I remember I'd, I had ordered it and mailed it to his place because I didn't want to wait another week. Because uh-huh. I saw, I think I had seen it on YouTube somewhere. I don't know. And then, yeah, it was like when people would do on Twitter, the starter packs. Oh, yeah. Uh Every single time would have passion planner. I'm like, at one point, my bio literally said like taking my dog on a walk in passion planning or something like it was really something else. So um, do you want to just give you do like a one minute bio? Sure. My name is Angela Atria. I'm the CEO and founder of Passion Planner. I am 28. I started Passion Planner when I was 22 and I started in my parents garage. I actually had just graduated from UCLA and after moving from LA back home, back to the same like pace as my family and kind of not knowing what I wanted to do with my life, I became really depressed and um, I started another company that didn't work out and then I decided to quit that company and start something that I was really passionate about, which was helping people. And I thought about what really helped me in my own life, which was a planner. But I was completely dissatisfied with all the planners on the market. Yep. So I drew it out on paper and made a Kickstarter. And in two and a half months, uh, passion planners were all around the world. So uh, in that first month, I raised $48,000 from 2,000 people, some people that I knew, some people that I didn't. And then the following year, launched a smaller size of passion planner and uh, raised $650,000 in one month just on Kickstarter. And then on the website, about 1.2 million. So effectively became a millionaire like like over the course of a month. That's crazy. Yeah. So that's kind of like the background for Passion Planner. Now we're in our fifth year. We're about five and a half years old and we have a team of 26 and, you know, we're just going and trying to really make an impact in the world by helping people live more intentionally. We're going to get back into all of that, but really quickly, we're just going to do three hot seat questions. So my first one is give us like your morning routine. So my morning routine, I actually use um, an app called Routinist where I map out every single thing that I do in the morning. So I wake up, uh, I let my, I feed my dog. Like what time do you wake up? I wake yeah, up like at, very specific. okay. I wake up at 545 okay. every morning, um, typically without an alarm because my, uh, sleep cycle, I usually o'clock. sleep by like 10. So that really lets me wake up naturally around 545. Um, and then after that I use the restroom, brush my teeth, and then I, uh, drink water. Uh, I drink 20 ounces of water. This is, yeah, I could get real detailed. And then I, and then I feed my dog and, uh, as my dog is getting fed, I will check her water and make sure she has water for the day. And then I let her out. And then after that, I'll go to, uh, my bed and I'll sit on the edge of my bed and I'll meditate for 15 minutes. And I have a meditation timer called meditation, which is really great because you just, is it an app? Yeah, it's an app that you set the time and then you can set different like little bells and you don't have to turn off the alarm so it'll just ring the bell once because you know if you set an alarm you'll have to like open your eyes and turn it off so if you're in like a really great meditation then you can just keep going um, but you know that 15 minutes has passed and usually when I meditate I have a journal in front of me so I actually have a journal on my lap and I'll take notes or things that come up in my mind and I'll write them down because if not I'll just try to store them and and I know that's kind of cheating meditation in a way no I think that's smart 
what kind of journal do you use i just use it like a notebook just okay. any kind of notebook yeah sometimes i'll use like just a pad of paper but just some sort of paper but there are times where i try to meditate without any paper just to like let go of everything so then after that i'll go to my planner which has all my passion planner which already has the day planned out but i want to ensure that like my time is accounted for for that day. And then um, I'll write down any to-dos that I need to do, cross off anything that I didn't cross off the day before. And then after that, if I'm going to the gym that day, then I'll go to the gym. As I'm going to the gym, I'll listen to Audible. I listen to probably two to three books a week. Um, and I listen to them about two and a half to three times as fast. And then I, I go- I do that with like every podcast I listen to. That's how I listen yeah. to so many. So yeah. I don't know if people could do that with my podcast, with, with this podcast, because no, I talk can. super my fast. Honestly, it's good. Do it. Yeah. Okay, great. Because I talk hella fast. <laughs> Usually I'll warm up with some cardio and then I'll lift and then I'll stretch and then come back home all listening to Audible that whole time. And then after that, if I'm back home early, then I'll do some work at home. But if I need to be at the office for whatever reason earlier, then I'll go take a shower and I'll be in the office by nine. So when I'm in the office, then that whole, I have a whole routine for that too. I like my favorite videos to make on YouTube still since I started a routines, like morning routines. Yeah. Those are still my like number one. Yeah. Okay. Next question. What is the biggest mistake you feel like you've made in your twenties? It's crazy. Like I'm 28. I feel like twenties passed by so fast. It's weird because I, not to sound like really like su extremely positive, but I don't see things as mistakes. Yeah. So maybe like boo-boos where I'm just like, oops, like, but then I always quickly recover. <sighs> Okay, what's your like biggest tip to recover then? Like, what do you, what is the outlook that you keep? So that the outlook is that you have to find a lesson in everything that you do. Like I've lost friends. I've, I've said things where I'm like, oh, sh I probably shouldn't have said that. Or I like look back and I'm like, oh, snap. Like I didn't realize that that's how someone had, I had made someone feel over a long period of time. Like, I think I'm always just trying to find how to be better the next time and how I can clear the air between anyone that I've like had conflict with. So I think it's just understanding that I'm not going to be perfect ever. And I'm never going to be able to constantly always make the right choice. But every single time I try to make a choice, I try to do it to the best of my ability with like as much log logic and reason, but also kind of coming from a place of my heart and also communicating that clearly to people because I have to make like some really hard decisions sometimes, you know sometimes isn't to the best benefit of someone but in the long term it might be the best benefit for everyone but in the short term maybe not feel that good so for example like firing someone or um like deciding like okay well that person doesn't really want to be friends with me so what do are you gonna do like you've lost friends as you've like grown business-wise and like gained success yeah, for sure. And it's interesting if anyone that I've lost friends as listens to this podcast, they'll, they know who they are. But at the same time, for me, it's like, I just really believe that people should continue to do what makes them happy and pursue their own needs. And sometimes that means not having me in their life for whatever reason. Maybe I've like said or did something to them in the past that didn't make them feel that that good. And, you know, I think for me, there are so many things happening in my life that that I can't catch everything. Um, but I know that the right people that are supposed to be in my life will have those conversations with me, even though they're hard. Um, so I definitely have lost a lot of friends, have had a lot of tension, but I think it all stems from like not communicating. Yeah. It's funny that you say this because I was just telling you from this the other day. It's like as anything as you gain any sort of success, especially with social media, because people can see that. So if it's like 
a certain like business move or like an amount of followers, like whatever it may be, people like you see very quickly who your real friends are because people get very weird about it or they'll get like they're too comfortable and they don't want to grow and they don't like that you've grown and they want you to be the old you because that's what they're comfortable with. So they'll like without even really realizing it and then it's always people who reach out on Facebook and like apologize five years later and whatever every single time okay last hotsy question what is or who is someone you admire or look up to you know it's funny this question has come up and I've been answering the same thing which is Lily Singh but it's yes, been really yes. interesting because um for a long time I was like okay there's no like that I know like queer young first generation self-made like entrepreneurial person that I really can look up to and I feel like she's smashing it and she's doing a great job and I think that also very publicly she's like struggled and you know has picked herself up and I think that um I really do look up to her hustle because it's been a long hustle and um have you read her book I have not. I love her book. It's really good. Yeah, it's actually really interesting because there was like an, a hate piece on me that also like was hated on her and I was like that was the first time that I actually heard about her oh, uh, was because fun. like fun yeah <laughs> wow so like some people like this one person wrote a blog about like these millennial women that think they're like the shit and like I was one of those people and so was she and that's kind of like you should be proud of that yeah so I don't know <laughs> yeah so that's that was funny. that no I went through like Lily Singh like, I was I would watch her vlogs every single day mm. but I really like her book and I agree like she just she does so much like for sure show yeah she's like really killing it okay so you kind of already went through this but like the journey to passion planner when can you go like a little bit more into that like when did you decide okay I'm gonna do it and when did you like really get the idea for it I have always used planners for ever since they gave us free planners when I was in like elementary school the ones with like the spiral yeah they're the spirals and they're ugly yeah, they're and really they're just ugly. like but you know I really loved using a planner and I always loved writing. I'm such a tactile person. Um, I was a sculpture major at UCLA. Like that is a testament to like me wanting to like do things with my hands and how important that is for me. So paper has been something I've always geeked out about. And whenever I would buy a planner, I would always have to buy like seven and then pick my favorite because for some reason it wouldn't work after like one, two, three weeks. And it was just like, why? is this so difficult? And I know people that are really into planners can really understand how that feels. Uh, Cause then I would just gift all the other planners to my friends yeah. for like the holidays. I was like, okay, well, it would be cool. And then I actually read Tim Ferriss's book, The 4-Hour Workweek, which is um, something that I read, I think it was in college or maybe even in high school or maybe in college. And uh, my aunt was running her business. She owns a wedding flower business and I was her assistant. And she does like seven to 11 weddings a weekend, like some crazy amount of volume. And um, I was introduced to entrepreneurship through her um, and her hustle and her grind and her just kind of doing it without any formal training. She was just like, you know, I know I can do great work. And she was like making like 20 grand a weekend. And I'm like, whoa, that's pretty crazy. So it really put into realness that you can make money providing some sort of value to someone else. So entrepreneurship. So after reading Tim's book, it was a really great point that he made that making a product is what you need to do. You, you can provide a service because the service is limited. For example, my aunt can't do 20 weddings in one weekend. For me, providing a service, I mean, was not really an option, not something that I wanted to do. And then I thought about, okay, what tool would I use all the time? And for me, that was a planner. 
and then I set out to design my the best one. I was kind of playing around with ideas of it in college, but didn't have the time when you I was pre-med major and then I became an art major and both of those majors are extremely busy. So I didn't have time. And then I was just trying to find ways to make money quickly. Um, that's when I started at the Macron Studio, which is the first company that I had made. And I decided I hated baking after a week, but so then I stuck wait, in it. What was this? Talk more about what was this? And like, so the Macron Studio was actually my cousin. He was baking French macarons. And I was like, oh, can you like, I was like, oh, the prof profit margins are great on macarons. Um, and it was like hype during that time. And I was like, okay, so if I set up this business and I train my friends to do it or I hire people, then I could peace out and just travel. Cause that's really what I wanted to do after college, just explore the world. My, I don't come from a very like wealthy family. My, my dad is, uh, in the, he was in the military. My mom was uh, in quality control, then became a medical assistant. Um, so for pretty much my whole life, my parents never made more than 100 grand combined. And when I was a kid, my dad was in the military and my mom was a stay-at-home mom. So we were living off of like less than, I don't know, military, like a sailor's income, which is not very much. So for me, I was like, okay, I want to travel, um, studied abroad in Thailand, kind of milked it as much as I could because I got a scholarship. And then when I came back, I felt the pressure to have to find a job. And I was like, I don't want to find a job. So the next solution was making the macaron business. And, um, I shot photography and I baked French macarons and I hated baking. And that, <laughs> that actually was a triggering thing that spiraled me into depression. Yeah. It was this, oh shit, I have to bake every day and I hate it and um I was really lucky because one of my friends um who I used to play Starcraft with he hit me up his name's Josh and he was like hey like uh do you have any backgrounds I was like nah and he's like uh well if I helped you bake some what could would you be able to make macarons? I'm like, oh yeah, I guess you can come over to my parents' house. We bake macarons. And then he became kind of like my unofficial assistant, um, helping me on this journey. And I didn't have money to pay him. And he was just my best friend. Then I finally grew, uh, grew the courage to quit the business um, because- How long were you working with this? Like maybe like nine months. Okay. So after like nine months around, um, I- uh, went to Hawaii with my parents and well with my whole family and we didn't have to, I didn't have to bake so because of that I was like oh snap life is a lot better when you don't have to do something that sucks for, away from your soul and then I came back home I told my two cousins that I had been working with like I couldn't do it anymore and they were completely fine with it they had full-time jobs it was not something that they were taking seriously and then I just got designing for a passion planner and then that's that's that all right, guys, I just really quickly wanted to talk to you guys again about Honey. You guys know I am the biggest fan of Honey. I think it is the best thing to ever happen to any of us. Everyone loves saving money and Honey saves you money with like, you literally don't have to do anything. You don't have to look for codes. You don't have to look for sales. Like you check out, you go shopping and then it just applies all these discounts for you. It's amazing. So if you guys didn't know, Honey is a free browser extension that scans the web for coupon codes and discounts while you shop online. So it automatically applies the biggest savings to your cart at checkout. It's literally magic. It also works on like 20,000 sites. There's Amazon, Nordstrom, J. Crew, Ulta, Nike, Best Buy, Target, Made 
Macy's. I know they have Gymshark on there. They have Fashion Nova. Like there are so many sites on here that use Honey. I have personally saved so much money on Honey. Most recently, actually, from my episode, I don't know if you guys remember with Chrissy, she was saying how she loves it. Cosmetics, Bye Bye Under Eyes, Concealer, whatever. Um, and I finally picked it up on Ulta slash, you know, when you order online and then you end up ordering like 15 things. I saved like $60 on my order, literally do by doing nothing. Honey was just on my computer and I saved money. Like it's literally the best thing in the world. It pains me to think about my days before Honey because I do so much online shopping. I feel like everyone does so much online shopping. Like don't even get me started. It makes me just want to shop more. It inspires me to shop more. So get Honey free at joinhoney.com slash I-L-Y-S-M. That is joinhoney.com slash I-L-Y-S-M. Honey is just online savings simplified. You don't have to take time, waste your time looking for these discount codes and these coupons and these sales and these deals. Honey saves you time, saves you money. Again, that is just joinhoney.com slash I-L-Y-S-M. Hope you guys save so much money. Seriously, let us know in the Facebook group because this is just, I love this stuff. Like growing up, I would have a new planner every single day. I'm so I love stationery. Like I buy new journals every day. That's why I asked. Like yeah, I love moleskin. I love like very specific. I will tell you the pros and cons of almost every single planner company. Yeah, it literally, exactly. yeah, and even to the point where it's a journal, it's just something to write with. Like yeah. not even a planner, which don't like that in itself like I'm so specific in what I like and I still don't even feel like I have the perfect one yeah but with planners I would buy a new one like every other month it was ridiculous I've never up until passion planner I had never used a planner for more than probably like six months and then I'm like I was repurchasing them pretty yearly like it's not I was like that it would that never happened when you know you found the one (laughs) also like anxiety wise even before without the whole planning such like situation planning is very important but it's like very therapeutic to go through and do it like mine was like color coded like Mm -hmm. i've used the same colors like pink is social yellow is filming like Mm -hmm. i've had the same colors i mean i got my color coding down too exactly that's what mine looks like yeah and the like reflection and everything okay so talk about kickstarter like how did you i feel like a lot of people do kickstarter and it like doesn't pan out like that so what did you do I think what's really, really important to think about when you do a Kickstarter is how are you providing value to your backers? If you do not think about how you're providing value to your backers, then you're pretty much just panhandling for money. And that is not an effective way to like make lots of money. So people need to realize how they're going to benefit from backing you. And that has to be very clear. So um, for Kickstarter, um, I've run like six Kickstarters and we've raised more than $2 million on Kickstarter. So we pretty much do the same thing. If you look and analyze what we've done on Kickstarter, we launch a product. We promise that these are going to be, if you back the Kickstarter, you're going to be the first to receive it. We um, also share the PDF for free and we encourage people to share our video and we'll give them a PDF for free, which you don't even have to share it. You could just go and download the PDF, but we just encourage people to get more involved, to really share our mission and to share what we do. You know, once you have a strong base of of loyal consumers like we can launch anything like i can launch a pen and we can have 10,000 people back it within the first week because we have such a strong base of people that believe in our company believe in the mission believe in the things that we are trying to do um and like our products and have like received great customer service from us over the years so having that creates like that virality very quickly whenever we do launch a new Kickstarter. Would you ever want to launch a different product? Yeah. So that's actually something in the works. So there's two really big things that are coming out. One's coming out this year and then another one probably in the next year after. 
So switching majors and stuff, how did you go from like pre-med to art to like passion point? Like, how did that all happen? I've always been like an overachiever in school. Um, I had a 4.8 GPA in high school. Like, let's yeah. be real. Like my imaginary glasses, I'm adjusting, you know? <laughs> so for me, um, school was studying you know, being the best student that I could be was always a high standard within my Asian household. And um, I had two older siblings that ha also hold held a really high standard and they are both in the science industry. Um, they are both researchers for UCSD right now. So uh, that kind of gives you a little background in terms of like my family standard. But for me, my really close friends in high school, we all met each other through AP classes. So we were all overachievers. We all played varsity sports and um, six out of my seven friends went to UCLA and then okay, the cool. seventh went to Berkeley. So yeah. we, uh, it, it made, we made it a point to like, well, I made it a point to surround myself with people that I like resonated with. And naturally because of that, when I went to UCLA, I was like, okay, I guess I like bio. And it was in that realm that my parents would find acceptable because they wanted me to be a doctor, a lawyer, you know, the whole sh basic, like, you know, like be an engineer, like do these things that create basic security. Um, and I did that. And after two years, I was like, oh my gosh, I'm having like a fifth life crisis, whatever quarter, it's not a quarter. Uh, but I was like, okay, I need to change my major. So without telling my parents, I changed my major. And I actually got declined from the UCLA art department the first year, first time I applied. And then I took it upon myself to enroll into two art classes. And as a third year, I got priority over the first years I wanted to do it. So I got to take classes. And with that, I strengthened my portfolio. I made some really good connections just coincidentally by making good work. Um, um, like the dean of the department became one of my really close mentors. And I think he was the actually the person that really vouched for me because I think they only accept two to three people every quarter into the program so changed my major told my parents after oh, being like, in the major for like <laughs> I was already in the major for like another quarter and then I told them and I took it upon myself to not put the pressure on them to because I knew that they felt like I was setting myself up for failure um, because they knew very little about what you could do with art and I took it upon myself to apply for scholarships so I was applying for scholarships for like two to three hours a night um, so I could graduate without any debt and I actually made money in college, like a boss. Like yeah. I, I, I made like 15 grand after I paid everything. Well, I was also super lucky cause my dad, um, he was in the military for so long. So I had Calvet. So, um, uh, that really helped with tuition, but in terms of like living expenses in LA and like food and like everything else, um, scholarships made it work. That's cool. So, were your parents like did they just come around to it you know <laughs> I mean you know okay so in the next step of applying art to passion planners so I think pre-med and just setting myself up for pre-med really was the foundation of this is a lifelong learner this person can learn whatever you throw at her the next thing is art so what art taught me was you have an idea you have a short amount of time you make it into something you get feedback and you move on, you make something else again. So I live my life very 
like project based. And then for Passion Planner, it was just taking those two things and putting them together. I think if you have these two solid bases, you make a really strong entrepreneur, someone that can learn very quickly and can adjust, but also can be creative and like manifest things from their mind. So I think that was like, whoa, yeah, that's an entrepreneur right there. And it translated so well into what I do now. Um, that it doesn't seem like a far cry. Um, it's just, yeah, that's what an entrepreneur is. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. So when you started, when you were like, okay, I'm going to do passion planner, what was that journey like? Did you like, did what exactly did you know that you wanted to put into a planner that you felt like was lacking? And then how did you, like, were you the one who made the layout or did mm-hmm. someone else? I made it. So the best layout I've ever you, seen. Thank it you. Really appreciate is. it. Appreciate <laughs> it. I was like, okay, I know I need this. I, I know I need, I actually made a mind map. So I made a mind map of everything that I wanted, which was a weekly layout, personal work to do list, a, a gratitude list, a way to like reflect and check in with yourself, hold yourself accountable. And also one thing that like looked at the big picture and ensured that you were going towards that big picture. So after, and then I was like, I like soft covers because they make me feel good. Like, I think, I think hard covers can also make you feel good, but soft covers, like they, they I agree. There's something about a soft cover. They like wear with you over yeah. time. And it's kind of like a nice pair of like jeans that like you've worn like year after year. Um, what else? And I knew that I, I didn't want the pocket to rip because I hate ripped pockets. Um, and then the elastic band was like a thing that can hold your pen, but also like just keep everything like nice and put together um and I wanted it to be super simple not something that was just like in your face and screaming like I wanted it to be able to be used by anyone um so I just took all those elements and I also had read 150 self-help books by the time I had created Passion Hunter so I had listened to them on audio or had read them on paper and I was like there's nothing that's bridging these two gaps there's such a large gap between being able to even have the privilege to read self-help, then having the tools to apply it and also having the mind to conceptualize how to apply it so that it can be something that you can incorporate in your life. Practical. Yeah, like that is a lot of steps. That's why I feel like so many people read self-help, but they don't know how to apply it directly. Or maybe they get lazier. Maybe they don't have the tools, whatever. And I think that I wanted to create something that was so simple that you could just plug in your answers and do the right habits so that's really how I wanted to design it that's cool how did you find like a supplier or like someone to make the planner google (laughs) literally I just googled notebook manufacturer which led me to Alibaba which led me to my manufacturer Um, where is your manufacturer in China okay so we manufacture in China we visited the factory now two times I two I think two or three times now Um, I've visited um, once and then my other team members have gone and yeah, we have a really great working relationship with our manufacturer and like a lot of people really struggle with trust and communication, but you also need to realize like these people that are making this product, they are, they, they need it for their livelihoods too. Like they need the work and, um, I think that there's so much bias with, oh, you manufacture in China and they, in the same way that people think about Africa and they're like, oh, Africa is just starving baby children. It's like, that's not Africa in the same way that China isn't just like sweatshops. Like, so I think that it's really important to like kind of lose the bias with things being manufactured in China because literally like 
a huge percentage of everything is made in China. Everything is is made in China. So, um, and China has the infrastructure to do it. China literally has cities dedicated to making notebooks, like cities, like not just like there's a shop or like maybe like a little like block. It's literally cities that are dedicated to paper and manufacturing. That's crazy. Yeah. What or who was your first hire? Like what position? So my first hire was actually Josh. So um, my my studio assistant and it was like, okay, well, now I can afford you. (laughs) I can afford you to like work without me paying you with food. So that was my first hire. How long did it take like over time? How many people are on the team now? So we have about, I think we have like 28 20, okay. 26 or 28 something like that yeah how over time like when, when did that grow to that because it's five and a half years right? Mm-hmm. so the growth timeline is actually really interesting when we first started it was in my parents garage it was me josh and chelsea so us three and then after we went viral i was like holy crap i can't just do it with us three and i asked one of my sorority sisters Jax, if she'd be down to be like my assistant and she was my sorority sister and she was my plet like uh, my plet like my co-pledge captain so we knew each other really well and we had gone through a lot of shit together so um she had just moved back to the bay and after college and she was like yeah i'm down and i was like cool she's like i could be there in a month and i was like no nah, i need you in like a week and she moved down and um like we slept in the same twin bed for like like maybe like two months before she moved into my sister's room and then I eventually got my own place and then she lived down I had a two-story studio and she lived downstairs and so that was our kind of and she still works for me now she's my president of the whole company so that happened and then after that after the huge growth spurt I hired 40 people when was the huge growth spurt it was in I think the end of 2014 Okay. Yeah. That's when I started. Yeah. So the end of 2014, when our Kickstarter went viral, it just blew up and, um, I needed people to quality control and I needed people to ship and I needed people to answer emails because we had about 120,000 emails and it was crazy. So we had all these people doing that kind of work, but then after it all subsided, then I needed to lay people off because it was like, and that was a, a huge lesson that I learned that you can't like, when you know that the work might run out, then you need to say, hey, it's a temp job. But I had no idea. Like I didn't know what it entailed to maintain a company at that volume. So then that happened. And then um, uh, we kind of like have mellowed out around 20 to 30 people since then. How hard is it to fire someone? Like, how do you even go about that? It's gotten a lot easier. I think in the beginning, the first time I had to do it was really hard, but then it was also the big layoff. So we call it the red wedding. (laughs) So if you watch Game of Thrones, you know what that means. And we all know what the red wedding meant. And I think I handled it not in the best way. I thought about it and like stressed about it for like six months before I did it and then I was like okay I gotta do it and then literally one after another had to like lay off people and that was really really hard and I had already developed such strong relationships and such strong bonds and we were so much like a family that that was super hard um really hard for me and really hard for everyone else every single person cried and I gave everyone severance but it was so hard it felt like I was like ripping up my family and these people people had been my family like we were working together so closely like day in and day out sometimes not like taking breaks over the weekend so it was just hard but I knew that I couldn't sustain the company and I don't think that I could have provided them any more work so 
it was just really rough because things in China were getting better in terms of quality control. So we didn't need quality control as tight. And we were just so much more on top of it that we just were so much more efficient. So that was a lot of growing pains. And other times I've had to fire people because they weren't cultural fits. Um, and other times they've been like one of my best, like some of my best friends. And, you know, we've had falling outs and like some people I don't even talk to anymore, which has been really rough. But I think, uh, according to astrology, when you're 28, around that your 28th year, like the, like people will fall away and some people will stay. And that, that really happened for me. Okay, guys, really quickly. I just wanted to talk to you guys about Audible. I am a huge reader. Like I love reading. It's one of my favorite things to do. I'm constantly reading a new book or I'm like, I read this. Like it starts off like half my conversations with my friends. I'm really annoying, but I love reading. And I understand that like not all this, like you just don't have the time to really sit down all the time. I think you have time for what you want to make time for, but I think that you can also be more efficient. And with Audible, you're able to read and be more efficient because you can listen to these books and it's amazing. So when you're on the go, working out, doing dishes, whatever, you're doing like you can always be reading gaining knowledge or just like entertainment whatever it is for you and there's no better place to start listening than audible so audible is where so many inspiring voices and compelling stories open listeners up to new experiences and ways of thinking audible members now get more than ever before members can choose three titles every month that's one audiobook plus two audible originals that you can't hear anywhere else so members also have unlimited access to more than 100 audio guided fitness and meditation programs that's really cool um, anyways, Audible delivers bestsellers like business, self-improvement, memoirs, and more. They're all professionally narrated by actors, authors, and motivational superstars. So they have like Rachel Hollis and Mel Robbins. It's super cool. So with the convenient app, members can access Audible anytime. So at the gym, when you're on your commute, on the go, on any device, it just always picks up right where you left off. So you just save so much time. And I was talking about this the other day. I'm like, I just really like listening to things as I'm going and I'm gaining knowledge. Audible also offers free and easy audiobook exchanges, credits you can roll over for a year, and a library that you can keep forever even if you cancel. So start listening with a 30-day Audible trial and your first audiobook plus two Audible originals are free. So if you guys want to check out Audible, go to audible.com slash I love you or text I love you to 500-500. That is audible.com slash I-L-O-V-E-Y-O-U or text I love you. That's I-L-O-V-E-Y-O-U to 500-500. What would you describe the culture of Passion Planner as? You know, it's really evolving now. I think before I really approached this whole situation as a family, like, and okay, I'm going to groom these people from this point. Because a lot of people that have remained on my team grew from being quality control people to now like brand managers, you know, and like the, this is such a high jump. Um, so it was like, okay, so let's get people to read books. Let's get people, let's, let's constantly focus on self-improvement. Um, but I think I've learned that there's a point in time where you can only empower someone so much and then they have to take responsibility for it for themselves to really try to grow into the role and if not then you then you're not serving your company or them because it's like being in a relationship that no one wants to really be in so you need to break up with them so the culture has really changed from i think 
I used to approach it from a very like school kind of like educational space to being like, wait, no, the people that should be here should already be educated and they should be like driven. And like, here are the, like, we're actually having our company retreat next week. And we came, we finally came up with like company values that we want to hold people to and like set standards and expectations for that. So I think Passion Planner really has grown and matured as I and my team has grown and matured in terms of what does this company need? What, like what kind of chapters are we closing and what chapters are we opening? And in this chapter, how do we have to be like, what do we, what do we need to aspire to? What do we need to grow to? And uh, that's been an adjustment. Like every, I would say every quarter is a little different. I love that. What is the retreat going to be? Like, I want to hear about this. The first two days is really focused on like personal growth and development. Also like setting the cultural standard for the company of what kind of characteristics do we value in employees and also like creating like clear expectations about what the main goals are for the company also tied in with like a lot of fun stuff. So we're actually going up to Orange County, LA area and staying in a really big mansion altogether and then going to Disneyland one day. Oh, that's cool. So kind of going from like serious to less serious. Um, this is our third time going to Disneyland together as a team. So I think next year we want to do something a little bit more far off, but we're already mid-year. We usually try to do this at the beginning of the year, but because I wasn't on sabbatical, like everything's just been kind of crazy since I've come back. How long were you on sabbatical? I was gone for a year. Oh my gosh. I want to do that. You should. Was it incredible? Where did you go? I mean, I would say do it for three months and then six months and then nine months and then maybe a year. Like, don't go straight into a year because I've done it. I've been gone for three months, which has been nice. But going from three months to six to 12 months was uh, a lot of adjustment because there's a lot of adjustment to coming back for me and also for my team because so many new things get established and then there's conflict. So uh, I think we finally have ironed out a lot of the conflict and uh, I think we're finally like hitting the ground running. Do you come back a completely new person? I think whenever I leave, I come back very different. I guess it's just so nice to get out of the space and kind of experience the world a little differently and then come back with new insights. I mean, I always come back and I have like crazy ideas and everyone's like, oh God. <laughs> scared. Yeah, and I'm just like, uh, well, you know, we're going to do it. But I think also it's like now me and my team, like working out this thing where it's like, okay, we can be excited about something, but we know what we need to focus on now. And also like creating healthy boundaries of like, okay, if you want to do that, great, but I can't do it. Like we need to hire someone else. And I think that that's something that's growing with us with time. Do you ever see people out and about using Passion Planner? Yeah, I get really creepy. Do you say something? (laughs) Sometimes. Um, so sometimes I'll go creeper mode and I'll just have a, my phone and I'll just like do like a Instagram zoom story thing, um, which kind of gets creepy because sometimes people look at me and they're like, whoa, because um, I've done that in a New York subway and then someone made eye contact with me and or I was like, like flashes on or something. No, no, no flash. <laughs> I, maybe. I don't know. Maybe that's how they found out. Um, but this one time. I was at a retreat, actually. It was like a conference retreat type thing a couple months ago in Malibu. I saw this girl with a passion planner and there's only like maybe like 60 people in this whole conference. And I'm like, ooh, interesting. And uh, I was like, maybe she'll know who I am. And then she, after the first day, she, did, she didn't really know. So I was like, okay. So I, went, I had my passion planner. I was like, oh, cool planner. And she's like, yeah, I love it. I was like, cool. I was like, I made it. And she just goes, oh my gosh and she starts crying and she's like this is she's like this thing like changed my life it saved my life like and this was a time during the retreat where we're all supposed to be quiet so 
at this point I'm like such an introvert I'm like laying low no one knows my name and she's just completely outed me to everyone so everyone during lunch is like so what was she talking about I was like so yeah that was that uh but I mean I've seen people at Disneyland I mean yeah, it's been, I see people around LA a lot. I see people whenever I go to UCLA, or I mean, on college campuses, college campuses. it's huge. Yes, I, we like snuck on a Pepperdine one night just to like be stupid and do homework there because we were already in Malibu and I saw multiple people. I just remembered this story. I can't believe I didn't say this at the beginning, but I totally forgot. So one of my best friends, Taylor, yeah. we met and we were like the same person, but this, this is what secures the deal, right? So we're hanging out, whatever. We realized that we have everything in common. It was just kind of weird. We are at like the, a very, very similar place. We go to this coffee shop one day and this is the second time we'd ever hung out. Like yeah. it was like Maggiano's the first time. And then we're like, let's go work at Graffiti. And Graffiti used to be this coffee shop in West Hollywood where like you had to be 18. You had to be, it was like really crazy work mode. Like mm -hmm. people didn't like it, but I was like, no, I love Graffiti. Like you get so much done there. Like it's amazing. And we were just like on our laptops. Like we'd been working for like probably three hours at this point. And then I get out my passion planner and then she looks at me and she's like, wait a second and then she gets out hers it was like a parent trap moment it was like a moment twins. it was and a that's moment what secured our friendship and now she's still one of my best friends of like three years dude i believe it i actually have a very similar story but not kind of, so my last girlfriend her name's alicia she uh i she was from my sorority and we reconnected and i remember she was telling me about how she was in her she was going to grad school at the time and she was writing in her planner and they had like one of those like things where you meet someone you tell them like a random fact and like the random fact was something about like oh I love like old school hip-hop with her friend Priam and like with this girl Priam she completely new stranger and then Priam pulls out her passion planner and then they're like we're best friends yeah it's ser seriously yeah though, it's a huge thing people like I love too on feeds like seeing how people organize things or yeah. seeing so I, there's like a secret facebook group for this podcast and people like share photos of like how they passion plan and do oh, that man. and like, become friends over that like it's, it's cool an, yeah it's really cool and i think that what's nice about the planner is it, it could be so different for so many yes. people i and, see some people's and i'm like wait what like yeah I'm like, i would never even think of that yeah so, I mean, sometimes I use it as a journalist. I mean, I'm going to be doodling a lot more in my planner because I finally started doodling again. So I think that it's just, it, and it evolves with you. Yeah. How my planner looks like when I first started Passion Planner to now is so different than how it is. It's cool too. Like I still have all mine. I keep them. Yeah. And to like look back and look at the, especially the personal reflections. Like that's the best thing to look at. And it's like, who are you most grateful for? Like sometimes I'm like, what? <laughs> like, yeah. Why would I ever say that? That's very weird. But it's cool to like look back on life and see where you're at. And it's way more like almost like tangible and personal than even a photo. Like it's just for cool sure. To see. And I have like old like papers and old notes from people randomly throughout it. And I'm like, it's like really cool. It's yeah. Like a scrapbook. It becomes a scrapbook. And I mean, like an emotional story that I have about like monthly reflection. So Josh, the guy that I talked about, he actually passed away two years, like a year and a half ago. And like his mom gave me his planners and like, Aww. Like he wrote about being grateful for me like almost every month. And it was just like, that is so I was cool. like, yeah. yeah, for real. Yeah. That is so cool. So I don't know. I think that it's just like, it's just people. It's like, you don't know the power of fashion planner until you start using one mm -hmm. and you start to connect to people that use them because I feel like we're, 
even though we're all so different, we're operating at the same frequency of like self-help and self-development and like also being really like gentle with yourself and like embracing the process and the progress. Cause grace. yeah. Cause it's, it's a journey. We're all on like a crazy journey. Yeah. My friend, her name's also Kenzie. She's like very big in like the <laughs> wellness health space. We literally met two weeks ago as I'm recording this and we like do everything together. Like we're really obnoxious, but I was like, you would love, like the first day we met, she was talking about like planners and whatever, or like, I think we were just talking about goals. I didn't even think we were talking about planners. And I was like, are you, you can just like spot someone who's yeah. like, into organizing yeah. and you just know. And I was like, you have to be a passion planner. Like you would absolutely love it. And then I always tell people, I'm like, check out the PDF first and then see if you like it and then buy it. And she it was like, I didn't even download the PDF. I looked at it and she's like, it's already on its way. Like, I'm so excited. It's so cool. It's like when you know, you know. When I'm, you know, you know. Yeah. It, are, it's a commitment too. Like if yeah. I get a new journal, I'm like, I'm dedicated to this thing. Like mm -hmm. buying it. I'm like, I'm using this for at least six months. So yeah. Like, I'm committed. You yeah, know? for sure. And one of my employees, she was like, super super like diehard passion planner person and whenever anyone like she converts into a passion planner world she's like one of us and I really feel like that's really how it feels it's like wow like and it's been just really crazy meeting people and them being like whoa like passion planner changed my life and I don't I never tell anyone about it but I just wanted you to know that like it really really has impacted me in such a positive way it's so cool too because the roadmap that's like towards the beginning of the planner it's like I feel like so often people have goals but they're doing absolutely nothing to work towards those goals and they don't really even realize it or maybe they're too overwhelmed it's a very practical way to actually do things so people who are like all talk yeah. like you really can't be I guess you can write it and still not do it but like I, with a passion planner like you really can't be all talk that's another thing too I'll look at my like three-year five-year whatever mm -hmm. plan and it's like now that I've been using like it's been four years it's crazy because I see things and I'm like well I did that like either way faster or it's like coming around and it's like things too that I forgot I even wrote down yeah that are in there and I'm like I can't believe I wanted to do that then like I felt like that was a newer thing just because it was happening for then. sure but it's just cool to see like actually like working towards something I feel like people love to talk mm -hmm. I I love talking <laughs> but it's like they love to talk but they don't like to work like for it's sure classic, especially in like any sort of influencer space, the amount of times I'll have people be like, oh, I want to post photos and like make money on Instagram. And I'm like, do you like understand that how long I'm like, it's been, I've been doing this since I was like 16. Yeah. You don't just post a photo to Instagram. Also, besides that, it's like brand connections. I'm like, do you think like, like Nordstrom reaches out and just ask, I'm like, do you like, no. Like, like what do you think this, how do you think yeah, this happens? I'm like, do you yeah. think I just walked into Nordstrom and was like, I'm just going to like take a photo. Will you pay me like X amount of money? I'm like, you like, there's so yeah. much more that goes behind it. And that's such a small thing. For but, sure. Like, people are so quick to like expect things to be handed to them. And I'm like, you have to actually work. People just don't get that. Yeah. Fashion is perfect for that. I literally like productivity and like, organization. <laughs> it's like my favorite thing in the world. I mean, same, same here, but I also realized that I need to find balance. Like, yeah. and I think that, like there's so much hype on like hustle and like getting things done and all this stuff and like Bro. you never sleep like and I'm like that honestly is so overrated um for I think the first year of my company I was working 16 hour days every single day like literally like breathing sleeping like I was eating hot pockets every single day and not working out like not hanging out with my friends and I was just like 
this is not good. I mean, thank goodness I was around great people that I love spending time with that worked for me. But I think that it's just so overrated uh, how much work, because you honest, if you work smart, you don't have to work as hard. Work smarter, not harder. Yeah, for sure. And I think Passion Ponder helps you do that because you have to think, you have to zoom out and look at what strategically should I be doing that's going to create the most impact and focusing on those things. And not just trying to fill it being like everyone thinks it's so cool to be busy and it's like there's a difference between being busy and being productive and using your time wisely my producer when he edits this is gonna laugh because we talk about it all the time like we make jokes there's like a mug at the the studio that says hustle and we're like hustle like sell your soul whatever (laughs) but last summer I like majorly burned myself out I love working so Mm -hmm. I will like not stop working I was like I don't even I literally did not know what to rest like how to rest like Mm. there was just so much guilt like if I wasn't working if I wasn't doing something and over the past year I feel like I've gotten so much better right now but it's been like a year-long journey really to not be like crazy but also when you're in that space and you're not giving yourself time to rest like I talk about this all the time but it's like your work is not as good so it's like you're actually not like if you were to take the time to like chill out for a second and not have this be like the biggest idol in your life you would do better work for sure and I mean I completely like my metaphor for that is like when you are working you are a pro athlete like a pro athlete isn't going fourth quarter last 10 seconds like hustle like no it's not and if you try to go that ham all the time you'll burn yourself out you'll injure yourself you'll injure yourself mentally you'll injure yourself emotionally you'll injure yourself physically that it's just we need to also invest in recovery we need to also invest in nutrition we need to also invest in sleep in quality time in community in like family like there's so many other and friendships like there's so many other things to life than being that person that's balling out because the way that I see it is my life hasn't changed very much from being broke as fuck to being like pretty well off you know like my life I I still wear the same these pants I've probably had ever for like before I even had passion planner like these pillows my dog has pooped on them and I still have washed them and used them like I there's still like the things that people think are gonna like change their life like money and like power it's it doesn't it creates a lot of stress that I think that um the thing that really has changed my life is letting myself be free and also letting myself slow the fuck down because I don't know how to slow down sometimes like I think for me I I have to send myself to a meditation retreat and like they take away my phone they take away my planner they take away like all these things that I used to cope without having to like look at myself and like look at how I am and how I want to be and like reevaluate that and I think that like we live in such a western world that is all about being busy and doing shit and I'm just like can we just chill? Like, like, I mean, when I hang out with my friends, I don't look at my phone. Like sometimes I'll have some paper out there, but I also am like, no, I just want to be present with this person. And I think that it's so important for us to like slow down, be present, be human and like, just not have to worry about what needs to come next. Like we, we just stress ourselves out way too much. There's this book, Present Over Perfect. I, last summer was just not a good summer for me. Mm-hmm, not a good mm-hmm. book. I was traveling like every weekend. Mm-hmm. I, I was in, I think I was in LA like Monday to Wednesday or Thursday. Mm-hmm. So I had to do all of my, and I was working when I was traveling. Like it wasn't like leisurely, like vacations or anything like that. 
So I was going crazy because I had literally no rest. I was just going like, just, I was so miserable, but I was doing the things that I had been wanting to do for years, but I was just miserable doing it. I read this book, Present Over Perfect, and it talks all about this. And she's like, you need to like be able to just chill, like just chill out. Yeah. Like, it's fine. I literally did not know how to do anything besides like work, basically. I wasn't even really investing in friendships I wasn't I was like what is the point of all this if like it does get bigger and I'm miserable or it gets bigger I'm on like I have extremely unhealthy work habits and I burn out and I like crash and burn at like seven million or something you know what yeah I'm and you have like no one like yeah, literally and I think that it's really interesting because if we look at the situation from a very like scientific standpoint like everything that we're doing in terms of social media is completely foreign to how we operate as human beings. And I think that it's just super important to like be cognizant of like that disconnect and like get back to our roots of talking to people face to face and writing things down and not looking at a screen all the time. And I think that we just like, is there so, it's so interesting because whenever people look at indigenous cultures, they always think so lowly of them. And I'm like, nah, they got their shit right. Yeah. Like, you know, they're still in communities. They're still eating plant-based food. They're still resting. They're still enjoying each other's company. They're not like, and I think that we're just, we're actually like addicted to hustle we're addicted to productivity we're addicted to like just getting things done and I just don't like the products that I create are not about like being the most affected or the most efficient it's about like making sure that your life is something that you want to live yeah and like, and, like overall health yeah like, I feel like it just prom it promotes like a healthier lifestyle for sure another thing that I like the way the reason that I color code is because I'm able to see how much of something that I'm doing not that like I don't think like a true balance really exists i think when I you're just so, striving yeah. for balance i think that that's just like a recipe for disaster i feel like you're doing more harm than good but obviously like you don't want to just be doing one thing mm -hmm. so seeing the colors like makes me like kind of like do like a heart check almost where i'm like okay like i see what i'm doing i see like what i'm investing my time for sure if i'm not spending any time with friends like i know that i'm eventually gonna go crazy whatever but okay my last question we've been talking for a while um i love reading i love like self-development self-help books like favorite thing ever you've read a lot so yeah. what would your top three be you know i'm gonna try to mix it up because i've said this multiple times maybe i'll just do i want to mix it up what do you want do you want me to mix it up like new new or like like just classics do all of it do all of them all point. of them yeah. okay so definitely if you're trying to get into the entrepreneurial space or thinking about like work a little differently and how effectiveness trumps productivity it's the four-hour work week by tim ferris great book um if you're thinking about like interpersonal relationships and kind of how to navigate um connections with people uh don miguel ruiz's the four agreements um i'm really i'm reading this new book um i forgot the name of the author but it's called not nice and it's one of my favorite books and i'm only halfway through it so that's kind of like what it's, is that one about it's about creating healthy boundaries and not being so damn nice um because i think that so his whole premise is we're so nice that we are operating to please people and we're not operating to show up as ourselves and recognize our feelings and recognize our emotions. So I guess I'd say those are my top three right now. Okay. Where can they find you? So you can find me on Instagram or you can just find us on YouTube, um, for passion planner and, uh, yeah.
that's pretty much it also this entire interview we recorded it's also on video this is the first yeah. time so if you guys want to watch the video it'll just be on the youtube channel yep awesome thank you so much for coming on yeah thank you it was a great conversation all right, guys, hope you guys enjoyed. And thank you so much to Angelia for coming on. I will have all of her socials and the YouTube and everything linked down below. Guys, also buy a passion planner. My tags on Instagram currently are always either the Tropical Bub Smoothie from the Kinsey Burke Reset, which is like, I'm still on it. I'm over the, I'm dumb, not, I'm over. I'm done with the reset, but I'm still eating that way for the rest of my life because it's the best thing ever. It's either the Tropical Bub Smoothie with hot lemon water or passion planners, basically. So that is my entire life um hope you guys enjoyed i will have everything linked down below pick up a passion planner it'll change your life love you guys so much and i will talk to you next week